When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Afternoon. Hello. Welcome. Lori and Julia show my talk 1071. Everything entertainment as we set the mood for tonight. Soft kitty, warm kitty, little ball of fur. Wait, wait. Let's sing it as a round. I'll start. <laughs> Soft kitty, warm kitty, little ball of fur. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Who was that? That's uh, Big Bang Theory. That's oh, that's the, the song what that was. That yeah. They would sing to young Sheldon when he was not feeling very well. Mm-hmm. The little kitty song. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, it is a beautiful day for the Cat Video Festival. I know. Really people, nice. You can, if you don't have tickets yet, you can get them at the door. Yeah, Come down and join us. Right. It's a fun night. Yeah, and then there's music in Mears Park happening after it's all over. The Shackletons are playing. Oh, you fun. know, our band yes. that was our discovery for at the fair last year. Yes. You know, with my imaginary record label mm-hmm. and everything. Have they been communicating a lot to you uh, lately as their I'm manager? On, I'm, I'm on the, I get the newsletter. I know when they're playing. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's a good name for a record label. What? Imaginary Records. Yeah, imagine. That should be the name. Isn't there, there already there a record is label? Imagine, imagine oh, Records. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Oh, uh, so? Mm-hmm. I think so. I do too. Oh, my gosh. You know, the other night, I never told you about my national night out with the neighbors. Well, we had discussed what had happened in past ones, and now that 24 hours have gone by, we can talk about it? Well, you know what? I didn't realize that Butterpatch, the killer cat, was really not even expected to live three years ago. She was expected to die. She got a kidiocardiogram. She had a heart thing. She had a heart palpitations. She had a kitty cardiogram where they do the heart. It costs $1,000. Oh, I know. You know, like all the vet things, but they thought that Butterpatch was going to die. And here she is three years later, prowling and killing bunnies and birds in the neighborhood. Do the Butterpatch owners like discussing her escapades with you or do they know that you really no, can't no. stand her? I mean, no, they, they, they're, they're appreciative of the fame of, of Butter you know, Butterpatch. Butter yeah, Isn't it Buttercup? It's Butterpatch, but is. for years I thought it was Buttercup. Okay, it's Butterpatch. Yeah. So anyway, uh, found that out, uh, mm-hmm. doing a little neighborhood gossiping. And then what? there's uh, a couple moms in the neighborhood, like four is the new two. Now with the young People in like their 30s. They're having more kids. Yes. Yeah, they're really having more kids now. I love it. So one of the moms, though, has started with some other people 
a charter school. It's called the St. Paul School of Northern Lights. And I said, all I want to know before she said anything. Is there going to be homework? I, do we have, that's exactly <laughs> I right. I know you. Please know tell me you, you have done the research and your school oh is not going to do homework. Homework. Tell junior high. High school, Julia. Okay. High school. What'd she say? Yes, that is right. <laughs> Schools in Reggio Emilia, Italy and the Finnish education inspiration are the inspiration for this because first graders are stressed out with homework. Yes. All of us that went to school, even these moms, you know, that are in their 30s, they didn't have homework in first grade. No, we didn't. But why do we think we got to give it? anyway? So I was thrilled. I was thrilled to hear that they yes. have outdoor playtime, recreational time. They do homework in school. And then like the stuff you have at home, it's like reading. Yeah, fun. For fun. You know, yeah. anyway. So I just said to her, I said, that that has been an incredible amount of work to put together a charter school. She said, I had no idea. You know, I can't even think of doing that ever because that you know there's so no work. tuition. You know, right? you get. You, do they do it at someone's house or no, something? No, it's they at, actually have a spot. Yeah, it's on Osceola Avenue and West Seventh. It's I don't know if it's an old bank building or what okay. it is, but wow. yeah, so it's in St. Paul. But I was just really impressed, and I was like so happy about the home. Look at that. Yeah. After all the years, no homework. Well, they have homework, but you do the homework in school and it's not so burdened. Why Why in the world, what kind of a world is it that first graders are stressed out about homework? I mean, did you guys ever have homework? No, but my kids I did. Know. Yeah. My kids had homework. Yeah. yeah. Not in my, first grade. Well, but I'm thinking they had, we had projects and I think yeah. of. That's different, you know, yeah. like kind of that, but like homework, homework, you know, bringing, uh, having to do two hours of schoolwork at home in elementary school is ridiculous, well, especially when they have point. studies after studies that said, you know, homework really is most beneficial junior and senior year of high school. There anyway, you go. There you go. So, well, I'm so glad. Anyway, that's the same. We want to talk about, Northern did you drink Mines. any wine? I did drink some wine and uh, then I tried some lovely. Okay. So, uh, you know how people like really find new, cocktails yes, in the summer always in the summer so our neighbor she said her belgium friends brought her this and it was prosecco mm-hmm. on ice uh-huh. with a splash of apersol yes the apersol splits i just did you just have some of that with a, like night. a splash of like yeah. lime or is there no, mint or what's the green in there oh i haven't had the green okay. but an apersol spritz they're oh. hot all over italy too it's refreshing it was so refreshing. it's a red liqueurs apersol it's kind of not as it's a little sweeter than campari but yeah, i think they're I, the same level yeah 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 so that and was kind of nice a little soda is what how i've had it and it might be with a lime as a garnish, but it's just a refreshing light thing. Yeah, it was so yeah, good. Those are good. Yeah. Anyway, she's like just splashing them out, making like seven in a row. <laughs> like, you know, Five did all the me, ice. Lori, did all the, I was so impressed because she did all the ice. She did everything and she took the bottle and she did, never even stopped like a board, bartender. And whatever spilled over, you know, she didn't care. Like, you yeah. know, what? Like, oh, that. yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I, I would have gone, poor. Stop. Yes. Poor stuff. She was like, you know, ain't nobody got time for that. That's right. I was like (laughs) real impressed with her uh, drink pouring abilities. How fun. Yeah. So, and I scared the neighborhood when I turned down a street that had been blocked off and then I was facing oncoming traffic. So that was, you know, real exciting. Did you turn around? 
Well, I was facing the traffic because oh. I couldn't go in. They had it barricaded. <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy, oh, look right, at me yeah. facing the cars on the wrong side of the road. Oops. Ah, are there scooters around me? Pedestrians, oh, cars. I know. Oh, I know. The scooters are, that was the cover of the Star Tribune I yesterday. Saw, I read, the, yeah. the scooters are an issue. Yeah. People love them and people hate them. But all I want to know, because I don't live in St. Paul and mm-hmm. I haven't been driving around there, like, are there still bikes in those bike places? I have not seen any of the bikes. I have not. Like, the bike thing is People so much fun. People are taking fun. the scooters. Because, like, when we went to Portland, we rented bikes and went on all the trails. You can't, a scooter, you can't go long distance. Well, and you're not supposed to be on the bike trails right. with them. You're supposed oh, to be right, in, in the, the street. street with the cars. Which really doesn't sound fun at all. No sidewalks. and, nope. and uh, But I was kind of, uh, like, I was curious about the people who are the juicers who go and pick up these scooters to make money. They pick up the scooters. Oh, they really? work with lime or spin or burn and they or whatever. Them up. They or charge them. They charge them. Oh, okay. They go and yeah. find them, collect oh, them. Oh my god! Well, they charge them. GPS is on them. Yeah, and yeah. then br- bring them to wherever they're supposed to. And you know, people are just making like extra yeah, money—a couple a thousand idea. dollars a month. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of extra money. Uber or Lyft driver, which is adding to a third of all traffic right now in major cities, is Uber and Lyft drivers. Yeah. That I, that was on the Good Morning America this morning, and they're mostly without people in the car. Right. So they're just taking up real estate. Yeah. Street well, real estate. The important real stuff. Estate. Okay. Traffic real estate. The important real estate. Oh. Oh, Lord. This is no fun. And snakes and stones never broke my bones. So, oh, Thanks for hanging out with us. So if you were wondering who was going to be the Vogue cover person for the September issue, the biggest issue of the year of the year for any of the magazines, it is Taylor Swift covering Vogue. Donnie has posted it for us. It's very 70s. The hair, it's very Daisy Jones and the six. Oh, that's the, the book you the read. Book, the, oh, book. the book, okay. Okay. Yeah, the book. Yeah, yeah, that's what right. she looks like. But um uh, you know, she hasn't done, she's been storing up a lot of stuff for three years. This yes. is her first big interview in uh, three years. So it's a giant get for Vogue, although not that big of a surprise because we kind of figured she might be on something with Lover coming out on the 23rd. But it's her first uh, major magazine interview. And the interview, I read parts of it and it, classic Taylor Swift. Some of it was genuinely interesting. Some of it was genuinely emotional, and some of it was infuriating. Wow. <laughs> Classic wow. Taylor wow. Swift. All right. She's almost 30. You know, she's going to be yep. 30 this year, yep. but she sometimes reads younger, even though you know she's smart and you know that, you know, she's got intelligence and access and all of that. But then sometimes she comes across <laughs> like the girl that she was at the age she became famous. 15 years old 15, or whatever. But she was already doing traveling shows much younger. I mean, I think that is interesting because when you don't grow up in a normal, you know, around high school kids or grade school, you know, because I think at junior high she stopped yeah. and was touring. I mean, because you learn how to she, interact pa- with people. Yeah. And so to me, part of her thing is she's arrested development because she is, you know, like, I know some people think that her songwriting lyrics are 
you know, not that great. But I think she's, I like. I think she's so talented with her. I think here's what I think her, about her. musician ability or her musical ability and songwriting. I, like. I think that she is while she's 29 years old and she had a completely different lifestyle that none of us know what that would be like. Yeah. Tonight, if you knew Knocking double on doors you in right. Nashville when she's right. 11 or 12. But I respect her a lot for what she's doing with her um, with her voice for the LGBT community. I mean, she's doing some stuff now. Well, well I mean, she after doing, you know, nothing but, ever. But, but think of all these other major celebrities that have been celebrities forever who do nothing Yeah, and she others. does address that. She said it was kind of def- devastating to realize I hadn't been clear uh, to my fans in the LGBTQ community. community right. You know, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I guess, I mean, she's, like I said, it's interesting, it's emotional, and it's infuriating Depending on what she's talking about. Okay, what do you find interesting? Well, uh, the good news first is Donnie. Should we have the good news or the bad news? She gave a very diplomatic (laughs) answer about when she tried to get her masters from Big Machine. Yeah, she said it was either investing in my past or my and other artists' future, and I chose the future because remember, the only way she could get her masters back from um, Big Machine, which has been bought by Scooter Braun who she hates, and he manages, you know, Ariana Grande and Bieber. The only way she could get those masters back was that her future, she had to give them a future album. She had to give them one album for every past album. So, so everything she was... Seven more yeah. years at least. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I know there's a lot of people that, like, headlines that are going, oh, she's admitting to Vogue she didn't try to buy back her masters. No, she's just giving just a short diplomatic answer it was too much to buy him back and she wasn't going to go into all of that i like that she just gave Mm -hmm. the brief answer she's Uh not admitting that she didn't it was just like she's not going into the details saying okay okay because we talked about that afterwards it's like how infuriating would Mm -hmm. that be okay you can own your old stuff but you have to give us a whole new record of new stuff yeah it would just be one for one yeah yeah Yep. Okay, so I signed the pack with the devil when you're an an artist. Yeah, Yeah. she was like 15. Um, I thought her, um, I thought the emotional uh, part of it was when she talked about, um, remember when she sued the DJ in Denver who groped her butt? Yep, that was a long case. And her assailant, all she wanted was a A dollar, dollar, but she wanted a Sacagawea coin. And she said the reason why she did that was she said he was trolling me, implying that I was self-righteous and hell-bent on being angry because he groped like he- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Four-fingered her yeah. in the crack of her butt. Right. I mean, it's this has happened to women. Mm-hmm. It's very it's assault. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If that happens to you. And she said he was so hell-bent on projecting me is this angry, vengeful feminist. Right. Um, that's what I'm inferring from giving me a Sacagawea coin. Hey, maybe he's trying to do it in honor of a powerful Native woman. I didn't ask, where is the coin now? My lawyer has it. Okay. Right. So, okay. The infuriating part, um, well, the other good thing was she did talk about sexism. And she said, I think about this when I was a lot when I was a teenager, I would hear people talk about it in the music industry and I'd be like, I don't see it. I don't understand it. And then I realized that was because I was a kid. Right. Men in the industry saw me as a kid. I was a lanky, scrawny, overexcited young girl who reminded them more or less of a niece or their daughter than a successful woman or colleague. Of course, the second I became a woman in people's perception is when I started seeing the sexism. Um, oh, like when you're a young girl saying, oh, how cute, you're writing little songs. And as soon as I started playing stadiums and I started to look like a woman, then I wasn't as cool anymore in the music industry with professional. Okay, interesting. uh, Yeah, Yeah. so I thought that was interesting. Where she's infuriating is three years later, Asking, be, being okay with even being talked about, uh, and being, I'm being canceled in the wake of the Kimye drama when the receipts about the famous song and Kim had all of that. And uh, I'm not sure what you're saying here. Well, time moves slowly for her because it was three years ago. (laughs) The Kardashians barely remember her, but she's She's still talking about it. Mm, Okay, And she's talking about the grieving process of getting mean tweets and that she got canceled by the whole world and how much it hurt her feelings. If I had been Taylor, I would have, this would have been one of the questions you can't ask me about. We've already dealt with that past. I did a whole album on it. It's called Reputation. Yeah, she could have done that. So, I mean, that was like, she said, it was the only way I could preserve my mental health. And, you know, I realized I needed to restructure. I mean, it goes on and on, her answer. And then also, Katy Perry. She still can't. She's blaming the media now. She's pulling what other people like to pull and blaming the media. She said, honestly, they just picked two people and they just pour gasoline all over the floor. Taylor, no one even knew you two had beef Mm -hmm. till you talked code about it in your Rolling Stone magazine. And then you'd written Bad Blood, which everyone knew was about Katy Perry. That wasn't the media, honey. Give her a break. Well, but that's yeah, the infuriating yeah, part because yeah. the album was about to come out mm-hmm. and a little controversy and a little, you know, da-da-da. She like never Lord, takes you... any responsibility for her part. Katy Perry literally had to mail her an olive branch. I know. And Kate Taylor is the one who started it. And now she's blaming the media that they poured gasoline well, it's on a, it. You know, convenience scapegoat always is. <sighs> 
Well, she called her something? that bitch, you know, in the song. I mean, I remember all of that? Yeah. She just can't own up to her piece in it. Like, I would have just said, I was a total idiot. We're talking about Taylor Swift. If yeah. You're just trying to... I was a total right. idiot. It just doesn't... I don't know. Anyway, her fans are going crazy because she refers to something borrowed, something blue in the lyrics for Lover. So are she, is she getting married to Joe Alwyn? Did you know she grew up on a Christmas tree farm? Did you know that? I did. Anyway, I just, you know, like I said, it's good, it's emotional, and it's infuriating in a couple parts. There you go. Okay. All right. It's a pretty cover. Yeah, I like it. She looks gorgeous. Yeah, I like it. She looks gorgeous. the theme from Beverly Hills 90210. We are taking calls. Yes, I'm dying calls. to hear feedback. 952. No, that's my number. That's yeah. your number. 516-411-0711. So BH90210 aired last night. It's just going to be a six-week TV series. Okay. okay? And it I was, heard Colleen and Bradley's take on it, so I'm curious. Oh, well, those about two yours. are negative Nellies. I'm oh, sure they hated it. I, I can <laughs> only they? imagine. Is that what they said? Oh, I can't. I would bet money on it. Oh. Am I right? Pretty close. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I thought it was weird, wonderful, and slightly confusing. Okay. Um, because even if you were confused, you were like not wanting to change the channel because you were like, "What the hell am I watching?" Because it's like this, they're not playing themselves, they're playing heightened versions of their characters from the TV show playing themselves, okay? It's very meta. I really, one day, would like you to play a heightened version of yourself. (laughs) Because just to understand what the hell that even means. What is a heightened version of yourself? Like, Tori Spelling's character, one... um, person I talked to about it, she said, I really felt bad for Tori because one of the running jokes and Tori Spelling and Jenny, Jenny Garth, Garth and two other people came up with this idea. Okay. Like, what if, you know, the characters, we really imagined they were real people and blah, blah, blah. Okay. That, they came up with this okay. idea. But uh, she was like, it was so painful, all the self-mockery about Tori and all her kids and the problems with money, because there's a lot of making fun of that. I thought it was just, I, I liked that Did part of it. Did she laugh at it, Tori? Is anyone calling us, Donnie? Uh, yeah, we do have one. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> Thanks, Mom. I mean, she <laughs> don't, don't call, don't call her Mom, Lori. <laughs> yeah, she's sort of a warped kind of fame monster playing herself. You know, because really, you think about it, Tori Spelling, the only reason she was cast in Beverly Hills 90210 was her, her dad, dad, Aaron Spelling. Right. It wasn't because of her fine acting. Well, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So she kind of playing this fame monster who can't live outside the spotlight, is desperate for money. So there's a lot, like, think Curb Your Enthusiasm, you know, oh, sure, they play sure, sure. Okay. I Go Meta. That's okay. kind of what I... Okay, okay. That's the... Re- or Curb uh, or Entourage. Okay. So All right, guys. that's the part of it that I got a kick out of because... Sure. 
they're all playing like Jason Priestley is kind of this angry director now. <laughs> and um, Gabriel Carteris, you know, the goodie or whatever, yes. the student council lady or whatever her part was. She's the president of the Actors Union of America, and she really is the president of SAG. Yeah, I know she is. Yeah. And uh, uh, what is Brian Jenny- uh, Austin, Austin Green, Green is like a house husband to a, a rap or a pop star. Okay, what about um, Jenny Garth? What was her character? She is getting divorced for the third time, and at a press conference, someone stands up, your husband just filed for divorce. What do you have to say about it? Which is making fun of the fact that she married somebody, and like six months later, he filed for a divorce from her. Without telling her. Without and telling she found her. Out on in Twitter. real life. In real yes, life. In real life. Okay. So they're kind so they're, of are mocking themselves. Yes. That's, okay. Okay, so let's hear who we're talking to. Cheryl. Cheryl, first of all, did you were you a fan of Beverly Hills 90210 when it was on back in the day? So much so that we had a party every single weekend, and I lived in Los Angeles. Okay. Eventually, do you remember who uh, Gabrielle Carteris yes. was married yes. to? Oh, wait. No. He, he, his name was Mark on the show, I think. Uh-huh. No, his, that was his character name. He started coming to our parties. Oh, so, no. oh my So we gosh. got to watch the show with him there. So that was kind of cool. Okay, um, so what? How did so, he yeah, react? Hi, Cheryl. A lot of little Easter Hi. eggs happening in the show. If you watched BH nine zero two one zero, I thought it was doing a lot of winking at us. Oh God, yeah. And, uh, I actually, I was actually an extra on that show once. You okay. Story selling in my scene, yeah. Um, but I, I, I kind, you guys, I loved it. I did I too. It was, did you? I. I didn't expect to. I thought when I heard the premise, I thought it was going to be so dumb. Mm-hmm. I, it's a train wreck I can't turn away from. I, that's what I thought. Really? Even when I, I was confused, I liked the amount of irreverence and poking. At the only thing that really felt a little like it wasn't truly organic. We're talking about Beverly Hills. Yeah, BH90210 oh, is what reboot. it's called. Yeah, was that they just kind of. Uh, you know, put in the Luke Perry, the little thing where, you know, when they were sitting on the couch, like they kind of put that in. It felt more real when they were all arriving at the airport okay. and they realized everyone's there. Because they were but, missing him. Because yeah. that, that part felt more real than that thing they slid in, you know, at the end. But I, I yeah, I. And did you guys find yourself watching it going, okay, I know it's sort of a, uh, you know, sort of about their life, um, but how much of it is true and what is fiction? And you can kind of tell. But like I was wondering, I didn't, I couldn't remember if Jenny Garth was married three times or not, yeah. or, or like that. It had me thinking, like I want to look up to see what part of this is totally fiction and what part of it is their their real life. Is but, real, um, and and also the fact that it was kind of endearing, seeing aging C listers, <laughs> you know, uh, cashing in on the nostalgia and being open about it. Because, I mean, at one time, I kind of thought Brian Austin Green and, you know, uh, would be like, didn't he have kind of maybe a, we thought he, he was going to be a movie, right. the Terminator, yeah. I don't know. And, you know, Luke Perry, of course, he was wonderful on Riverdale. But these guys, like, they are like just, they're see. openly admitting, you know, they're like, see. Did they say that? Well, no, but I mean, that's. They're, were you guys surprised that they sort of were dissing on Shannon Doherty? Like, they were openly saying, uh, like, basically saying they didn't really like her? Yeah, no, I liked that because I think, well, I, I thought was that was probably great. at some point. Oh, it totally was. They've talked about that. I don't know. Twitter had a lot to say, um, but I, I kind of thought that... Um, 
I, I yeah, I enjoyed it, and it didn't bother me at all that Terry Spelling was Tori Spelling was making so much fun of her financial stuff because it's the one thing everybody knows about her. Okay, so right, here's right? the deal: is that um, BH nine hundred two one zero posts solid debut and wins the Wednesday night time slot when it was on. Um, so it beat Big Brother and it beat that CBS show that's still on Love yeah. Island or whatever. So it did well. Yeah. And do you? What was Shannon Dordery like? You, are you you're talking to me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, I was I was in a. Oh, actually, I met her at a party once. She had just. It was a Fox party, and she was coming out of the bathroom. I actually have a picture, and she somebody threw up on her shoe, and my friend was <sighs> with her and said said did they have chicken or fish and she said fish oh <laughs> <laughs> well like that's she had funny a humor but was yeah. she fun last night in the reboot oh oh in the show yeah. in the show i thought you were my personal life um uh she wasn't in it that much but it was no. interesting it was a yeah she was in it for five you know five seconds right for five right. seconds Do you think or, she'll have more coming uh, yeah, forward in I, the previews did it seem like it i i think so i mean we just have the Six episodes. I know, like uh, the the um, critic for Variety, you know, the Hollywood, uh, basically, you know, Bible, if you will. Um, they they did not like the show because they said when Roseanne returned and Will and Grace returned, it was because they had something to say. And I thought I kind of like what these guys are saying, right. making fun of themselves, and you know, I I that's the part of it that I like that playing the. Mocking, I think heightened. they knew that that would attract people and that they had to be honest. And yeah. with all real reality, you know, all this stuff is already out there. Right. So people kind of know that. So they're not really throwing themselves under the bus totally, you know. Right. And um, Brian Austin Green is kind of a stay-at-home dad. Megan yes. Fox is the one who's yeah, it's been working got, more. Works more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so mm-hmm. anyway. Well, right, they're saying good. they're Thank actually... Thank Cheryl. Thanks, Cheryl. Yeah, nice thanks, to hear guys. from you, honey. Bye-bye. Um, they're saying it's the best series premiere of the summer. I believe so, it. Um, well, they were everywhere. They were promoting I it know. everywhere. But do you notice it was mostly Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth yeah. and Shannon Doherty was on GMA earlier this week. But I noticed really it wasn't not too guys. much of the guys. No. I mean, and I in Zering, he's got Sharknado, so I'm sure that is going to be made fun of at some point in this. As it should be. As it should be, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And Dancing with the Stars. Right? I that. mean, there's a, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's, All right, well, I taped it, and it reruns again, like on Friday night at 1130 on Fox. Yeah, I mean, it's just... I missed it. It's meta-autobiography, it's parody, it's Hollywood satire, and it's unapologetic soap opera. All right, I'm excited Yeah. Then. I'm yeah, like I, I got rid of a reef break. I had to cancel. Did that you one. cancel oh. reef break for this? Because I no, no, not for this. I had like six of them. <sighs> What's the show Blood and Treasure? I've got like ten of them. Oh, I don't even know that. Well, that's a drama. That's not reality. Is it any good? I couldn't tell you. I mean, I, just know I have it's like ten hours of it, and I can't yeah. decide. What to do with it? <laughs> yeah. What to yeah, do I with did, it? Yeah, I did Devo uh, TV, DVR Do or Die with Reef Break. I'm sorry, Poppy. I can't continue. I mean, I'm barely <laughs> hanging on to Grand Hotel. I didn't even watch it this week, but I want to. <sighs> I know, Laura. Something needs to happen with that show. I know. You know? Really, it really is hard for us to hang in with bad shows. Yeah, and at- last night, you know, I, like, I went for a little walk, and then, because it's just so beautiful out, and... And uh, I th- I then I started reading that book, that chaos. 
The, the oh, yeah, Manson. You, got, you got back into that Oh, one. I got sucked right back down the rabbit hole, found out even more stuff about it it's fascinating all right it's just fascinating i watched that flack flake flack, oh, flack with TV anna show. Backlund, yeah that's on pop that she's the pr yeah it's i liked it but then apparently i don't subscribe to pop and they wanted to charge me two dollars and 95 cents for the next one and i didn't want to i thought pop is the old uh tv so guy i don't know i they, they didn't want to give it to me for free but i liked the first one yeah I kind of well, liked it. It was kind of fun. You're not going to pay for it. You won't watch it I don't it know. Again. It was good, though. Yeah. Oh, it sounds good. The it, premise, yeah. Anna Paquin. A, a fixer. Fixer PR person in Hollywood. That's right up our alley. I know. All it right, listen. Good. We got to go because something right. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Up our alley. This, again, we are just, we are hitting batting home runs with our books. Yeah, and uh, anyway, we are going to talk about, we'll talk with Kristen Higgins about her new book. Uh, it's called... A life of what another inconvenience. Yeah, thank you. We'll be right back. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, I was just telling Julia that one of the things I liked about the BH90210 was we had our experience with kind of how snotty Jenny Garth is. Yes. And they made fun of that on the show last night because when she checked into the Las Vegas hotel, the guy had no idea who she was, even though she was there. Because I said for tonight's cat video festival, we've got all access passes. <laughs> oh, I know it. I know it. Um, yeah, Donnie is trying to get a hold of our author right now. She's on a book tour. She's in South Carolina. She's probably in Charleston at oh, some schwanky hotel. Lovely. Ready to do a book reading tonight. Okay. But anyway, I like that they that that Kelly that Jenny Garth was making fun of um, her snobbiness. Yes. Her reputation. Uh, her reputation. Yeah. It must pre- we're, we're not the only ones to know. And he's like, oh, and who do you play on the show? And she's like, Kelly Taylor. He goes, who? Oh no, he <laughs> no, this is what he said to her. He goes, Oh, I didn't recognize you. You look so much older. Oh, he did not. <laughs> that's what he said. Okay, that's classic that they kept that in there because that's so true. Duh. Yeah, I mean, it's. Don't you know who I am? Yeah, I know it. Reese Witherspoon. Don't you know who I am in oh. Atlanta trying not to get arrested? Oh, yeah. I'm Reese Witherspoon. People can recover from anything. Yes, okay, that's true. So while we're waiting for our author, Kristen yes. Higgins, um, the bellboy or girl is going up to her room right now to knock on the door to see if she would like to talk to the famous Laurie and Julia <laughs> book club from Minnesota. And we're going to wait. But this book, oh. it's so good. We've never read a Kristen Higgin book before, I don't think. And Not she's written it, 18 of them. I want to. I know. No. I want to read them all because they're just, it was so good. But so well, we, we'll wait for her and tell her how great it is when... Uh, 
when she decides to show up. Yeah, Donnie's trying to get a hold of okay. her right now. So we'll, we, we won't even say our book sponsor thing yet because we don't know what is going to happen. Um, so Good news in Barcelona. Barcelona? What's yeah, happening in I've Barcelona? Well, they've confirmed that in all pools, women can swim topless. It's been an issue there. Um, it isn't new in Barcelona, but a group of folks noticed inconsistencies about the topless swimming in, pu- in pool policy there. And an investigation was done, and the city council sent the report to every pool to remind them that they are not to prevent a woman from going topless if she chooses to. The rule is to rule is in play to guarantee equality and to ban gender-based discrimination. I would think, though, like, if you were, like, I don't know, I don't have big boobs, but I think if you're swimming or you're doing any oh. kind of, I mean, they would be in the way. Don't you want them somewhat? No. It, because water's buoyancy, Lori. The body is buoyant. To not have anything. Do you know how good it feels to go skinny dipping versus wearing a swimsuit? It's a completely yeah. different feel. Yeah. So if you didn't have to enclose your breasts. But what if you were doing laps? Don't you want to have them? Do you want them bobbling then you along? Wear, then you wear a top. But what if you're laying out? In you the just, pool? No, just, just laying out around the pool. You don't want to have to wear a top if yeah. you don't have All to. Right, I got it. I'm just That's, thinking swimming. No, but for swimming, I mean, there's nothing better than floating. And if you don't have a suit on, skinny dipping is everything. And, and the the more fat you have, the more you float. Oh, thank you. No, I'm Are just saying. No, I'm just saying that you like float, float. Because I re- remember going on um my yes, honeymoon words. with casey mm-hmm. in aruba and we were going to snort there's not much to do there so we were going to snorkel you have told me this old so many times Don't spanish go ship that, mm. you know because they have that's one reason why they always thought they couldn't find natalie holloway is all around aruba is it goes deep shallow deep shallow so okay. they have tons of shipwrecks tons of shipwrecks okay. around aruba because of, people didn't know what yeah, you couldn't tell. And the topography underground is called. Right, but it, it was deceiving. So uh-huh. there was a lot of shipwrecks. So we were going to snorkel this old, Spare. like a 17th century pirate ship. Oh, cool. And I'm like, oh, I am not a snorkeler that, that can dive down with my mask on, swim around and come back up for air. I mean, I don't like diving down anyway. You don't? Not really swimming down, down. Uh, who knows what's going to come poking out out of the window or something. I mean, I'm a surface snorkeler, okay? I like to look at stuff from far away. But Casey wants to dive down. Yeah. Okay, well, this is, you know, we'd only been married like three months. So uh-huh. he, Was this where you went on your honeymoon? Yeah, I, I worked for Sun Country mm-hmm. and um, stayed at the Radisson. And my friend Patrick was the director of sales there. And we got a good deal. And... Sun Country flew there and blah, blah, blah. But he was in such, he had 4% body fat. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would run our stairs every day and we were like in a 20 floor story sure. hotel. But we get there and he kept sinking like a rock. <laughs> he had no floating. They had to put the floating arms on, arms him? on him for him to do any surface snorkeling. He just was... Okay, that's hysterical. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so I'm a, I've am always been real buoyant too I'm in the buoyant. water. I mean, women are... we. That's why you'll go to like a resort or something and you'll just see a group of ladies and they're just obviously just bobbing. Yep. And it feels so, so good. Fun. Yeah, you're just love bobbing and talking. It. Absolutely love it. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have to reschedule. Oh, shoot. Where is she? 
But she's. I don't know book. what kind of hotel this is, yeah. but it's piss poor service. I've been oh, sitting Donnie. on hold. I don't care. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Why don't you have she's her at a cell hotel. phone? I w- I was not given yeah, her okay. cell phone. So they just said here's her. What hotel? kind of a hotel? Put Does you it, on hold when you're trying to get somebody. Well, why don't you hang up and call yes. back? I did. Oh, okay. It's just sitting here listening to stupid elevator music. Well, all oh, right, Donnie. Donnie you're really I'm sorry. That's, every... that's, just, that's just crappy service. What if it was an emergency? Wow. Donnie, we're not going to let you vent right now. Well, I... Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to just stop you because yeah, well, we're enjoying if, if our ever, conversation okay. very much. We're talking about buoyancy, yeah, breasts, and topless in Barcelona. It's no problem to reschedule. Her book did just come out on Tuesday. I know. And she, it was just named People Magazine's Book of the Week today. So... Uh, Life and, and other, other inconveniences. inconveniences. Neither of us have our books with us anymore. Because well, I've we, already mailed mine to my I've mom. Already, I left mine in Montana. Yeah. I couldn't, my nephew, I thought, hit it on me because I kept reading it. And he yeah. was sick of me not playing with him. And he's yeah. like, so I went away and I literally thought he hit it on me. Uh-huh. Because, and I couldn't find it the next morning and it was on the boat hidden under things. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Anyway. I love this book. I like People we, are going to like the book. Yeah. I like that we got to revisit, um. You know, the floating, the and buoyancy. And your Yeah, the honeymoon. And Casey was... Four. Now now he might be 7% body fat. You know, it hasn't it changed that much. It runs in our much. family, Lori. Lori low body fat. Yeah. We're simpatico, my brother and I. Yeah. Lori's putting lotion on my back today, and I had you, like, unstrap my bra and loosen it because I thought I was having heartburn, chest heartburn. It was like a Spanx for my breasts yeah. I was wearing today. And you undo it, and you're like, oh back is just like Casey's. It, it, I mean, and it's like, not as broad or anything, but you guys have the same skin. skin. Yep. You have kind of the same markings. Yes. He's got... A, he's from, got from, you know, being abused. He's got a little more fur on his shoulders. You don't have Thank any. Thank you for saying that, Lori. Yeah, I'm don't really have, impressed that you said I don't have hair on my back. You don't. Not, not even a little patch Not one. He's <laughs> got these is, angel this is patches. Like, this is almost like a compliment I from know, you. I know it. <laughs> Jeez, you know, you know what I got? I got kind yes. of a funny present from um, the kids. I'll call them yeah. the kids. They were in Colorado. They went to a concert at Red Rocks, mm-hmm. which I'd love to go to one day. Absolutely, um, I, absolutely. Just, and the one in Wisconsin, I've never been to either. You've but been Red there. Rocks is like that. Everything is the, that's got to be one. Of, or something? No, they brought me back a leather um, bully dog doorstop. That cute. is so cute, and it's so cute. Is it cute. strong enough that it'll work? Yes, it's like leather, and it's like a doorstop. Right. It's the cutest, funniest thing, but it looks like a little French, you know, a bulldog. Oh. And now I have it sitting on a stool right where I can see it every morning. <laughs> I don't want to put the bully dog behind the door. No one puts bully in the corner. That's right. Bully's going to sit up bully on the counter. Is, anyway, that is the it. cutest. It's like one of the cutest little things. And it's, and it's you oh, know, it's substantial. It's a, how cute is that? Like 12 inches high. Did they love the concert? What'd they go see again? The I head and the heart. The head and the heart. Yeah, they just, it's so amazing, you know, to have that natural setting. Oh, um, lovely. My sister has gone to the one, and it's called uh, The Gorge or something. It's outside of, it's around Seattle. Oh, yeah? But she said the only thing about that place, it's beautiful and everything. There's one road in and one road oh, out, no. so it's just kind of a nightmare. Yeah. So well, I guess Red Rock is a little is, uh, mm-hmm. easier. I know, like that. I like knowing about that. All right. All so. right, listen, uh, we are going to, oh, gosh, we've got something really cute to play for you.